Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. You know, we should start every uh, uh, every one of these with like a song, like an acapella song <laughs> between the two you think? of us. You think? Yeah. You know, yep. barbershop duo. What would be hilarious is uh, determining how well we actually like were able to line up our parts uh, over over Google Meet. Yeah, considering that the uh, the delay on the internet has uh, has has its way sometimes. It does has its way. You know, it, it's weird because like it, there is that internet delay when you're on video chat calls. Like even if you're you know relatively close by, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't feel it. Like no. when we're talking, I don't feel the delay, but when I, if I were to line up, like when I take our recordings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and line up based on like when I see you clap, cause like we don't clap at the same time. Like right. it's like clap, clap, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, then it's like all out of whack, but I'm like, I, I don't like, it's kind of abstract to me. Like, I don't think I don't like understand it fully. It's like there, there is, there's always going to be a delay, but like the conversation right flows so smoothly because we don't notice the delay because we're just back and forth. And so I'm like, uh, I probably hear you about two or three seconds after you've actually said something. And so I'm responding in what feels like real time to you, but then you're hearing my response. like delayed. In the it's, delay. like, it's, it's really, it's, it's very strange. My desk is a mess and it is, it is throwing me off. I, I, um, uh, I let Ellen use my recording gear uh, this week so she could, uh, you know, have better audio for some of the videos that she's producing. Coming out great. I love it. It's also really cool to see my microphone in in the recording. It's like, ah, neat. I helped. Uh, <laughs> but then I just had to, like, scramble to put it all back together, like, just as we were getting ready to record because I, earlier I was like, oh, I should I should put that all together. I was like, no, nah, I'll wait. I'll have time later. Uh, and I didn't. I did not have time. And you so did I'm not like, have time. No. Oh, my God. Everything's messed up and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, you're, when your desk doesn't like isn't set up exactly where it's supposed to and you sit down to do actual work, you're just like, I can't like I don't know what to do. Like I, I'm always surprised when I see people who have like very messy desks. Mm-hmm. But like it feels like there's no like I'm I'm okay if you are a messy desk person. Yeah. As long as you have a system. Right. And it appears as though you have a system. But if you just are messy and just have like a messy desk, and then it's like, how do you function how do you in, get anything in, done? in life? How do yeah. you get anything done? Like, how are you ever productive? Yeah. You know, uh, everyone's and, got their own little organization, but yeah. And hell, maybe the answer is I'm not. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I actually, I did some rearranging a while back after Ellen moved her desk set up into the other room to make it easier for her to do recording while I'm working, et cetera. Uh, and so like I, I got it to where like all of my like extraneous devices for work are off of my desk most of the time unless I'm actively using them. Uh, but this week I wasn't really using my desk a lot. I was hanging out on the sofa. So stuff kind of got strewn about. And then we, we picked up some stuff at the store the other day and I didn't know where to put it. So I put it where I usually put my test gear and then I went to put my test gear away. And I'm like, ah, but then I have to move this other stuff. So the computers are just on my desk. Now it's, it's, it's became, a, it became it's a, a shuffle. Thing. It's a whole it's a, thing. <laughs> 
it's a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this reminds me of the time, uh, that I, uh, thought I was taking blood pressure medicine, but in fact it was oh. antipsychotics. Oh. Hey, <laughs> and that being said, hello and welcome to the never heard of a podcast. I'm your host, Michael fight. And you can call me buckets. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that wasn't true, by the way. That's uh, the thing in the movie about the blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm, 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 uh, mm-hmm. I know I'm taking antipsychotics. So <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what medication I'm taking. I know exactly what I'm taking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, here we are. We are we are on episode three. Christmas is in a week. Oh my god. I know. It's insane. Christmas is in a week. We've got a really cool Christmas episode lined up for you. Yeah. Uh, but today, we're going to talk about a movie that I've actually been wanting to watch this movie for a long time because I like the two main characters oh, yeah. uh, or the two people on the poster. I like them as actors. And, you know, I've seen them in other things. And, and you know, most notably, uh, so we're talking about Matthew Gray Gubler and um, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings, of course, for all you MCU fans, plays Darcy. I love Kat uh, She was in, yeah, WandaVision, the first two Thor movies. Uh, and the last Thor movie too, right? Yeah, yeah. She was in the last Thor movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, um, uh, yeah, you said WandaVision, all right. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> she in, was in yeah, WandaVision. Was, didn't you know that? Yeah. What the fuck, no, Michael? What? <laughs> oh my God. I didn't. That's wild. Uh, you know, of course, she's been in a lot of other things. She she had a show called Two Broke Girls for a while. She had a show called Dollface for a while. Um, and Matthew Gray Gubler, who is uh, the dude in Criminal Minds. Yeah. And um, was also in Dollface, I read earlier. Was also in Dollface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with Kat Dennings. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I'm like, this this looks cool. It looks like it's a ghost, you know, movie of sorts, and oh. it has John Waters in it. Oh, and, and, and I was like, yeah, Matthew plays in 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 my uh, biopic. Yeah, he plays Caleb in Trash Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I remember that. That was good. <laughs> oh, that's that's a perfect lineup right there. Oh, thanks. Uh, There's a... Just just happened to notice that uh, Sally Kirkland, who has a, a bit part in uh, in this film, also was in Trash Fire. So just, oh, nice. Eh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, so we're talking about the movie Suburban Gothic. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Suburban Gothic. Um, and uh, this movie... It it excited me because like the poster is really cool. It's the like it, what was that the the um what's the name of that painting with the two farmers? You're thinking of American Gothic. American Gothic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I like the idea of this. So, so here is the IMDb description. So we can we can kind of set a precedent. City boy Raymond returns to his hometown and finds a vengeful ghost is terrorizing his house. <laughs> Therefore, this man-child recruits Becca, a badass local bartender, to solve the mystery of the spirit threatening people's lives. Which sold. kind of right <laughs> sold, but it's that's that's kind of what the movie's about. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you got Kat Dennings, you got Matthew Gay Gubbler, uh, you've got fucking John Waters, <laughs> legend, an yes. absolute legend, Ray Wise, like you, you've got a really good cast mm-hmm, and a, mm-hmm. and like a, a quirky story. You know, I love, I love a little, you know, comedy ghost hunt movie, right? You know, like we're, we're totally down. And I just, I love that. Like you can tell Ray Wise is having the time of his bl- life playing the absolute worst human ever. The worst. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is just eating this up and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. So, uh, so originally this movie was supposed to be available on Hulu and it's been available on Hulu for a very long time. Uh, but it turns out that Hulu no longer carries this movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, uh, we ended up uh, both watching it on Plex, Plex, Which, uh, dot TV. As much as we're here to talk about the film, I did not know that Plex was a streaming service. I knew that they're like, you know, there were the kind of the name in like having your own home media server, which was never something that particularly appealed to me because I never had that big of a collection of digital media to bother with setting up a, a you know an in-home streaming server for myself sure. uh and so when I, I i was looking for this film trying to find it on hulu and my tv only told me like watch uh for watch for free on plex and i was like that doesn't make any sense at all because i don't own this movie and <laughs> i yeah i reached out to you i was like hey this isn't available like it's on plex i was like 
That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't add up either. Who's Plex? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Plex has a whole streaming thing. Um interesting thing to note about Plex though is I was able to be, I searched the the film on my my Google TV and you know it brought me straight to the movie when I hit watch, which was really cool. Uh yeah. or, or rather it, it brought me straight to like I had to install the app and then once I installed the app sure. it brought me straight to the movie. Uh and that was cool because it you know dumped me right in without like having to set up an account or anything like that. Uh but then the moment I tried to turn on the subtitles, it k- paused the movie, kicked me out. And like made me create an account to log back in, and then I restarted the movie, and it it actually restarted. So I had to go you know, sit through the the intro again. I guess I didn't have to, but I I, I chose to. You did. Yeah. Um, never did manage to get the subtitles to turn on. <laughs> uh, see, I I luckily did get the subtitles to turn on because there were a few scenes where I was like, "What?" There's a few very very quietly mixed scenes, uh, and we had you know like laundry going, and Penelope has been bugging out about. Someone making noise in the hallway. You know, mm-hmm, goddamn mm-hmm. other people living their fucking lives. Pieces of I, my, shit. Little dogs, man. <laughs> they do not like it when other people exist. They are just not into that lifestyle. <laughs> my, so, like anytime with dog, like anybody walks in my hallway, my dog's like fucking bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like so. There, there's several quiet scenes which I would have loved to have the uh, the captions on. I ended up having the. The, the audio higher than I would normally, which was fine for most of the movie. Uh, but Plex also has a lot of ads, more so than most streaming services that we've we've watched so far. Uh, and some of them are so loud. It's yeah. like listening to me on this podcast, like everything's fine, and then suddenly I'm yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, as as much as I am all for uh, free streaming services, you know, uh, ad-supported, uh, I'm, we're totally, you know, we've supported Tubi for four years now, almost mm-hmm, five years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, big fans. Uh, I'm all all in for, for the, the free watchable uh, TV, but man, when it's ads every like 10 to 15 minutes. It's rough. It, it becomes almost unwatchable. And like, so it was more frequent and it was longer ad breaks too. Like we were just yeah. talking before we started, like like roughly like two and a half minute long ad breaks. And like more often than not, like your Tubi, your Hulu, like other services that do free ad supported, it's like 30 to 90 seconds max. Like you might get one quick commercial, you might get a few back to back, and then you're back into it. This is like... Every like 15 minutes or so, it was like a two and a half minute break. So this hour and a half movie was a two hour watch experience. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was another thing I found in cause I started this movie, uh, shortly, uh, I think almost right exactly at two o'clock and I didn't finish it until almost three forty-five, mm-hmm. and it's only an hour 30, uh, an hour 20 or an hour 30 exactly. Yeah. And so it was at least 15 minutes of, of just 15 to 20 minutes of ads. And mm-hmm. it was, that mm-hmm. was rough. That was, yeah. a a rough experience. That's like Plex, like what, what's going on? You just like. They maybe they they had a, a decent business model going for a while when people were were owning more media and now they're like suddenly playing catch up and they're like shit we need to make up like this massive revenue deficit as quickly as possible I don't know I don't know yeah I mean and, and that's the other thing is for me it was the same ads uh, every mm-hmm. time it was like the Toyota Christmas ad it was like uh, fucking... some other nursing ad and something else so I was just like ranting the other night about the fucking sociopaths uh, that the car companies must think we all are that just people are just <laughs> out there buying cars for for gifts and not 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 having conversations about it in advance just Christmas morning like boom there's a fucking you know, like forty thousand dollar debt for you Merry Christmas and I... then I saw one the other day where like it was this like kid sending like letters to Santa and getting everything ready for Christmas and whatnot wakes up on Christmas morning and runs out and there's a car in the driveway and the kid is just over the moon with joy and I'm like no child is asking Santa for a car for Christmas. <laughs> right? I, I have seen, uh, I, maybe it was an SNL skit where he was like, honey, come out. And they come out to the thing and the car's in the parking lot. She's like, 
Are you fucking kidding me? What, what the <laughs> fuck, Don? He's like, he's like, it's. I got you a lunch. She's like, you bought a card. That's a major purchase. Why wouldn't you discuss this with me? She's like, I can't believe you would do this. Like, you know, like you just lost your job. And he's like, well, you know, it's like, Dad, you lost your job. He's like, well, he's like, why would you buy this? Just fucking brilliant. Because that's what it was. Every time I saw those commercials, I'm just like, because it's always like the guy for the, you know, the husband for the wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking this wife is just like, you know, just pouring another glass of wine, just being like, like my fucking husband what, just what dropped 55 grand on a car without even telling me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a that's a $500 car payment out of nowhere. Merry fucking Christmas. You could have just bought me a diamond bracelet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. It's terrible. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, it's out of it's it's out of hand. It really it's is. It's out of control. Yeah. So if you if you are in any way out there going to buy a car for your loved one for for Christmas or 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 Hanukkah or whatever uh festive holiday you celebrate. Toyota Thon. For, ha- if you happy celebrate ha- Happy Honda Days in this Happy uh, Honda Days. In this house we celebrate Happy Honda Days. <laughs> Uh, make sure you can just pay for it in cash, right? Like that, that's, that's one of those ones that like, if you're going to give someone a car, be able to just pay for the whole thing and it shouldn't be a blink in the eye. Or, you know, also maybe just, maybe just learn to communicate, sit down and have like a real conversation with the people in your life that you love, that you think might, might enjoy being surprised with a car and find out like, is that really a good idea? Is this really is what this, we need right this, now? Is this really what we need right now? Yeah, probably not. I, I just, uh, I just saw a post. Somebody uh, said something like, "Oh, you hate small talk. Like, what do you plan to do for the rest of your life?" They'd be like, "Hi, honey, I'm home. What do you think about free will versus <laughs> long form <laughs> capitalism?" You know, like, <laughs> like what conversations are you gonna have <laughs> for the rest of your life? <laughs> Uh, I just oh, thought that was absolutely true, brilliant. Though it's true. <laughs> so talk talk to your spouse. Yes. This is what we're saying. Talk to your partner. Communication uh, is healthy about about anything. Communication talk, is healthy. And communication is sexy. It is. It is very learn uh, learn, learn to love yourself first and to communicate your needs. <laughs> So this is the uh, Never Been Loved podcast where we give you advice on relationships and marriage. Um, <laughs> this is our new therapy podcast. <laughs> Please do not pod- take any of our advice as, as like actual medical None advice. We do not Jesus know what we're talking Christ. about. <laughs> we have no fucking clue what we're doing. Shit, we, we don't even. We're, we like make movies uh, like for for money, and we still don't even know what we're talking about when oh, we're no. talking about these movies. Don't oh, even no. take advice on that. No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, suburban gothic. Uh, so, you know, we we said the premise. the The, the film starts right off the bat where uh, Matthew Gray Gubler's uh, um, main character, the main character Raymond, uh, he, you know, it, it's you know, he's talking to a guidance counselor. Uh, of sorts, I would assume is some sort of like career placement thing from his college. Yeah, it was um, really who, unclear. <laughs> it was very unclear because he says guidance counselor, and I'm like, yeah, that's like a high school thing. That's yeah. not like a college thing. Yeah. And then we find out that he's has been graduated for like six months. So it was kind of like a, well, who, who exactly are you? Yeah. But anyways, so he's talking to this guidance counselor, and you know, she's like you got to get a job. And he's like, you got to find me a job. And she's like, well, you're kind of a weirdo and nobody wants to hire you. And he's like, look, man, like if you do this, like I got to go back and live with my parents and I don't want that. And she's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about you. Um, and so off he goes back uh, to his hometown. Okay. Here's where I have a problem though, is that she she sits on his scarf and his scarf is fabulous. Mm. He's wearing this massive, w- like bright purple scarf. It was a really nice. I mean, I bet you that's a really nice scarf. I mean, he comes from a somewhat well-to-do family. Like that was probably a well, a nice scarf. Yeah. And honestly, he has impeccable t- taste uh, through this whole film. The wardrobe department, just props. Oh yeah, well done, Br- brilliant. Yeah, yeah. His wardrobe is bonkers, and I love it. Um, <laughs> So off he goes back to his uh, hometown and, you know, right off the bat, we see that, um, you know, this is poltergeist style, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, Ray, uh, his, his dad, Donald and his uh, mom, Eve. Yeah. Uh, Uh, That sounds right. That sounds right. That's uh, sure. Yes. Eve. Yep. So his, his uh, dad, Don and his mom, Eve, they are, uh, 
doing some sort of construction or gardening. It's they, they it's, refer to it as construction, but it's really unclear. It's, <laughs> it's very just, unclear what exactly it is they are doing in their backyard. Guys standing around pretending to dig holes. Yeah, is what I gathered. Yeah. And uh, so he's got a bunch of uh, people, a bunch of workers, you know, in the backyard and, and you know, the, the mom, Eve, is out there like giving him treats and, you know, being really nice to him. You know, Don is obviously being c- kind of racist, oh. uh, a little a little shitty. Don is super uh, racist. Don is super racist. Don, Don is super shitty. shitty just across the board. Like, yeah. Establish that. Like, Don is the worst. Yeah. He ain't a he ain't a good dad either. No. So uh, no. so you know we see that they're off building. You know Raymond uh, comes home. You know it's clear that uh, you know his dad makes a comment of like, you know yeah you went to business school and then couldn't even get a job for six months like out straight out of business school like yeah you're kind of a loser like that sort of feel. I'm holding out for um, upper management. Right. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, so you could tell there's like that disappointment there. And of course, mom, just, you know, unconditional mom love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but our workers in the back, they stumble across something, you know, the typical they were digging and they find a grave. Uh, they open it up and it's a grave of a small child uh, to which there is a uh, a necklace in there. And one of the workers, Hector, mm-hmm. uh, takes the necklace. And ah. thus our troubles begin. You don't, you don't do that, man. You don't, you, you don't, don't do it. You don't like when you find uh, a weird unmarked child's grave in the middle of the, the lawn that you're working on. Uh, first of all, stop working and report that to the, uh, the homeowner immediately. Uh, yeah. or, or even better, perhaps to the authorities. Uh, but second, you don't take anything from the grave. Yeah. You, you, you just don't. Uh, and I mean, Hector's Hector's crew, like they're smart. They're like, hey, that you, you know, we are done. We are the, yep. we are the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> we are the TFO in the GTFO, my man. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that literally is the plot of of the movie Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Is they're digging up in the backyard, and it's an Indian barrel ground, mm-hmm. um, and they get a skull, and they take the skull out of the uh, burial ground, and thus the poltergeisty spirits, uh, spirit hauntings begin. Um, and, uh, yeah. So like we learned that lesson in the eighties. You, you don't, you don't desecrate those, those burial grounds. You really, you really don't. Not, not unless you enjoy having, uh, your life be made miserable by angry spirits. I mean, if that's your thing, then like, I guess go ahead and do it, but like also still don't cause it's, it's still rude. Maybe you're lonely and you want the ghost spirit hanging around and you can you can handle a little bit of ghost mischief, you know? You're like, like oh, uh, bl- blood on the walls? That's cool. Listen, I just like someone being here. Y- you don't have to desecrate their grave. To do just get yourself a Ouija. Just <laughs> a get Ouija yourself board. a Ouija and just have a nice conversation with Seven. the demonic spirits and entities. It's texting. And <laughs> yes, it's, it's texting with the afterlife. I, you know, I want to know... I've always wondered about Ouija boards um, in in like the logistics of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So is it is it kind of like, you know, we're sitting here on the Ouija board and like, hello, spirits. And then is it like a phone, like a public phone in the afterlife and just whoever is passing by is like, hey, this phone's ringing. Is anyone, <laughs> anyone going to answer Anyone going to get this? No? <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll answer it. Hello? <laughs> oh, you're just some random teen? playing with a board what's up all yeah. right cool you know like how does how does somebody answer that is it like a message board people like in line to get it oh my god this reminds me of a repressed repressed memory of watching uh what was it ouija the origin of evil or something oh, like god <laughs> whatever the movie was there's so many because <laughs> it really was just teenagers got a got a ouija board and like got a ouija this is board. fun and something evil was like ah this is fun <laughs> <laughs> they're, on, they're on the other side. And you're like, oh, those fucking idiots. This is gonna be great. Stupid bitches. Let's go. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. I think that's that's how I picture the afterlife, where everybody they're not like menacing. You know, these evil, you know, malevolent spirits. They're no. just kind of like, yo, I'm gonna go fuck with these girls. You know, this is gonna be fucking hilarious, dude, dude. Dude, watch this. Watch this. I'm gonna make the walls bleed. <laughs> 
<laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh, I would do that shit. It's like, like ghost bros high-fiving <laughs> each other. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Look, hey, hey, watch the picture on the wall. Watch the picture. <laughs> Tilt. <Right. gasps> yeah, fucking yeah. got him. He fucking did it. That's my boy. <laughs> It's like the 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 show ghosts that we've referenced a few times. Yeah. It's the one ghost that can interact with the physical world and would like move things just to fuck with people. Just to fuck with people. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's what I would do. That's what I would that's, what, that's I, I would totally do that. But like I would do it in the most like weird way where I would like move everything one inch to the left. Just, just you know, like in your whole house, just like con- continuously like shifting the entire like living room, like rotating it one inch to the right. Oh my god, that's but that's, over the period of months. So like one day someone's like, wait a minute. That's extremely brilliant. <laughs> what the fuck is going you know what I'm over here like? It's like just the slow burn, like really, really make people feel like they're coming unhinged. Right. They just every day they're like, I keep feel like I have to keep moving this couch back. Like, what is going on? It's just always like maybe I bump it when I get up or something. Like every day. Oh, move the bed just enough so they knock their shit on it when they walk by. Yeah, yeah. Or like so it's just far enough away so like when they go to set their phone on the nightstand, it like falls off. And they're like, what the fucking how did it? And then you're, you know, high five your ghost bro friends in the, in the background. Because I mean, that's like tame, you know, but like it's also funny as hell. Like that is so fucking amusing because you it can really watch the people because they wouldn't suspect ghosts. Their no. first thought wouldn't be like, there's a ghost moving my shit one inch. Mm-mm. They would just be like, I'm going crazy. What, like like what this is, is on me. What is happening? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> like my cats are moving my furniture or something, you know, like that's, that's where we would be at. <laughs> Oh boy. So anyways, this movie, right? So this movie is, is silly. Mm -hmm. It's a silly, silly movie. Um, it's very cheesy. Uh, like it, there's a lot of lines and just like, there's always music happening and very like, you know, like it's just very like cartoonish. The movie is there. There's a lot that I, that I really loved about the way that this film was produced. So like, one thing I would say, like the like, sometimes it feels like the cinematography cinematography got a little sloppy. Like some some of the scenes where like things are supposed to be dark and a little too dark is hard to see, and like it, it's like a little jolty back and forth. But there's some really fucking brilliant moments where like the nighttime scenes are they're really dark, they're really kind of eerie. But then like some of the the daytime scenes, like they're sitting around the breakfast table in the kitchen and it's very bright and airy. And Ellen was like, wait a second, is this supposed to be like 1950s? And I'm like, no, they just they're 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 bringing that kind of like suburban uh American dream, quote unquote, uh 50 mid-century nostalgic vibe uh here as like a direct contrast to the like the darker, grittier nature. But then there's these really fantastic moments where they do this like constant steady side pan from room to room to room, but it's all like tilt shifted. So you just kind of get the whoever the character in the room is is in focus and everything else is almost like toy-like and then there's a lot of scenes where like the guys are working out in the yard and it's like that it's just like it's it's really really fun camera work that just i like it it really visually made this movie fun to watch yeah i uh yeah like color was really weird in this movie like the Mm -hmm. color of of the film because like some scenes were like that very like high hue, high mm-hmm. saturation, you mm-hmm. know, things. And then you get those those creepy moments where the the black goo which is following around the room is is very like grayed out and stuff like that. And some um also like some of the like it uh, I guess they're supposed to be like f- the spirits giving flashbacks to what happened to them, but they go like grainy black and white, like old uh like silent film era style uh yeah look to them and there's just like quick flashes of that and like so like visually this film is all over the fucking place and that's where i say like it feels a little sloppy but i also loved it yeah yeah i i uh i'm gonna live in the sloppy uh opinion because <laughs> it. it is very i mean i think i think my my description of it of it being cheesy is is where kind of i think that kind of sums up how i felt about a lot of it yeah is a lot of it felt very cheesy and very amateurish mm-hmm. um you know with with like the way that it uh you know 
music happening the entire film, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. one of those things that's a very amateur type things where you don't let dialogue kind of live on its own. Like that, that to me is like cartoonish and amateurish, you know, the, the coloring all being bright and then being dark and, you know, kind of like bouncing. And I kind of get the feel, you know, for what they're doing, like a film that did that correctly, even though the movie wasn't great was I declare war mm-hmm. where when they would jump back and forth between yes. like the, Hey, we're just kids to the, like, we're in a war movie. They would change that color color shift and that's when you're like oh got it like we're in this mode now um but it just yeah it was kind of all over the place like what i appreciated about it i guess where like it it does feel sloppy and it does feel cheesy but it also feels a bit more intentional um yeah like you you mentioned john waters in is in this movie john waters is the king of schlock horror we have we have uh paid our tribute to him a number of times and we'll never fail to mention like brilliant mind in that world. And when I saw that he was in this movie, I kind of steeled myself for like, all right, this is going to be a gross out. This is going to be just like total schlock, total like gory, gross, like over the top. They're going to, they're going to really make me want to, uh, want to hurl. Uh, and they don't, there are like, no, in no way they yeah. lean into that a little bit in a few scenes. Like there's a scene where like, uh, young Raymond is seeing a ghost, uh, kind of dance for him. And it's like, it looks like maybe the spirit of like an older woman. And then like, she sticks out her tongue and then pulls it out and throws it at him. Like, all right, that's, that's kind of gross. There's a moment where hungover Raymond stumbles home from the bar and like pukes everywhere. And like, you see the chunks. All right. That's gross. But the movie doesn't really lean into trying to gross you out. They just throw those moments in there. And I, I liked that. And it, it feels like it's someone who isn't quite ready to, to be a John Waters level. Like I'm going to really make you uncomfortable, but like wants to pay tribute to that style. That's what this whole film felt like to me. Yeah. I, it is very campy. And I, you know, I think when John Waters, you know, I I mean, I knew John Waters was in it going in. And then once we finally, you know, it's very cameo level, but once uh, we finally do get to John Waters and, you know, he has his, you know, favorite scene where she's like, is there anything I could do to change your mind? And she makes like the blowjob motion. And he's like, no, but he could. Like, what? <laughs> he's like, he can give me a blowjob. And he was like, Ray's like, I mean, okay. I mean, if he, she's like, no, sit down. What are you doing? She's like, were you going to do it? He was like, I was, I was considering it. <laughs> but that's a sort of pervertedness that we know in John Waters. Yeah. I kind of wish they had leaned into a little more of that uh, for the rest of the movie. There is that though. I mean, there is the elements of it, but I definitely feel like they could have uh, leaned into, maybe gone into that uh, a little more. Um, Raymond's kind of a wild character and Raymond and Becca's relationship is very interesting Mm -hmm. because, you know, right off the bat, you're, you're like, well, they're going to get together. Right. Like it's very clear, you know, she even says like right off the bat, like, you know, I'm going to have sex with you. Like, we're going to, we're going to do this. And then she's like, ah, just kidding. I don't want to do it. You know, when he shows, he has a trust no one, uh, the X-Files tattoo, which is actually a dope tattoo. It's very good. It's very Uh, good. I also appreciate hers. It just says, suck my dick. (laughs) Which is great. Cause she was in a lesbian rock band, right? And that was their slogan. Some sort of like lesbian metal band or something like that. Yeah. Fucking dope. I would listen to that all day long. Uh, It's great. It's great. It is. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, and then she's like, ah, just kidding. You're building, you know, you're, uh, uh, digging yourself a vagina grave, which I thought was also very funny. Um, the but you know, there is, this is clever as shit. There is some really clever lines at Raymond's lines, especially like he, he has that sort of like quick wit about him that yeah. like it lands. I don't think it lands as as good as it could have, but it lands really well. It's just that up against everything else, it just feels like he's in another movie. Like he is in a completely different movie and everyone else is acting around whatever great performance he's putting on. <laughs> he's just, he, he's in a different universe entirely. And like the, the rest of the world cannot keep up with him. Yeah. <clears throat> Although there, there is the really brilliant scene that uh, honestly, the, whoever did the, this quote on IMDb didn't do just, Justice by including only a single line. Uh, but you know, uh, Ray has had a moment where like he saw something, he's freaking out, his dad came in to, to check on him, and his dad, who we've already established, is a fucking gross, like horrible dude. Like, next time you interrupt your mother sucking my dick, there's gonna be hell to pay. And he's like, Dad, really? And he's like, you know what? On on hindsight, I probably would have left that last part. 
<laughs> which is great. What a great line. What and a it's great just line. so like quick too. Like yeah. there's no hesitation. There's like the timing is perfect. And like, especially in scenes with Raymond, like there's a lot of that real quick back and forth delivery that like, if you're not keeping up, then like he's going to leave you behind. And I love yeah. that. I, you know, uh, the, in the very first scene where he uh, meets backup with Becca because they went, uh, you know, he's, this is his hometown. So mm-hmm. he went to school with everybody, uh, who was around his age and she's like, you don't remember me, do you mm-hmm. Becca Thompson? And he's like, Hmm. And she's like, I'm going to have to ask you to stop staring at my tits. And he's like, I'm actually looking at the tips of your hair. Uh, they are very nice, you know? So <laughs> like, I it was will, just very, I remember not to do that. And I will look you in the eyes. <laughs> Yes, and it's just very funny because he's just like he's right on top of that joke and keeps it going. Uh-huh. Uh, he like he never feels like he's like what, huh, what? Like he is just he has a comeback for everything, which again, it you know is one of those like this movie is super cheesy and it's like kind of cringy in a lot of moments. But mm-hmm. man, Matthew Gray Gubler's performance That's is a- is worth the watch. That I think. is really what does it. Yeah, like we, you know, he he keeps running into his childhood bullies who like keep like fucking with him, uh, and at one point, like the guy like takes something from him. He's like, "You got to give that back." And he's like, "What are you going to do about it?" Like, I'm going to punch you in the face and presumably get my ass kicked. But like, here we go, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and then he just open hand slaps him, and he's like, "Huh?" Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's great. And, and that's what's great. Like his character, you know, he's putting on such a great performance. And this isn't even the best performance from Kat Dennings. I think this is a very toned down performance of of Kat Dennings because she has that sort of humor. Yeah. And I feel I could easily keep up, but I don't think her character was written with that same cadence. Um, but it still works. Like their characters do work. And I actually wish that they were together more in the movie. Yeah. They, um, like she, she really isn't in as much as I would want her to be. She was, uh, criminally underused and like their dynamic when they are on screen screen together and she's given lines is fantastic. Yeah. I think that like, that is one place where the, the writing of this like really suffers is that they didn't give her enough screen time and enough lines to say. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Fucking patriarchy. I, you know, I know. One of the uh one of the really fun things that I did like about this, there's a scene where uh, you know, Raymond is like walking into his bathroom and the three pictures on the wall are like all of like fucked up things, right? Like dead mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and like rotting bodies. And as he gets closer, they fade back into his like school photos or like his uh family photos. I love that shit. Cause if you're yeah. if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. But there's a moment like in his room where like if you like the focus is on him but in the background the flying saucer on his x-files i want to believe poster starts flying around and like that kind of shit just happens all throughout the movie and i love it because it's subtle but like if you're paying attention it's there it's not not quite like the creeping dread of hill house but it's the same idea like you have to be watching for it but if you are like you get extra layers to the experience of watching the film yeah, I mean it's it's those moments of like, you know, we're not going to we're not going to handhold you through it, but like if you caught it, great. If you mm-hmm. didn't, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um and I love that kind of stuff. That was yeah, that was there was a few of those moments uh done throughout this film. So I think, you know, uh kudos to uh director Richard Bates Jr. Yes. uh who wrote and directed this. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to him. Uh he he did a good job on on uh, some of those things. Uh, which was pretty fun. When uh, Raymond and Becca end up solving the case of of the haunting. They do, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's this really weird where, like, it's kind of drawn out, but basically, you know, Hector takes the necklace, pawns the necklace off to John Waters, who then gives it to somebody else, you know, and and it's going on, but John Waters ends up with the body of the little kid, the necklace ends up somewhere else, and they basically determine that, you know, uh, this family was living on, in, on this property, um, you know, a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, roughneck hooligan type people came in and pew pew, they shoot up the family, you know, daughter gets buried, uh, you know, by the father, I think, who was left alive. Yeah. So, like, bandits break into the, this house. They they kill the, the father and the daughter. Like, the the father stays alive long enough to kill the, the bandits, but he takes and buries his daughter in the backyard. And then they find his body, like, on the top of her unmarked grave. Uh, and so, like, that's this whole thing. Like, you know, the, the body was removed. Uh, and they think, oh, we just got to get the body back and rebury it, and the spirit will be at rest. So they do that. They they manage to get the body back 
from John Waters in the uh, the Edge City Historical Society or whatever it is. Uh, but it doesn't work. The the ghost is still there, and so they they do a seance, uh, and uh, which actually the uh, the little girl from the, the seance was one of the uh, young Carol Danvers in uh, Captain Marvel during that whole oh, sequence dang. where like she you know keeps getting back up. Loved that. So that's three Marvel uh, <laughs> yeah. people in this movie because Ray Weiss yeah. was yeah, yeah, yeah. in uh, Agent Carter. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so they, they find out that the, you know, the, the father's spirit also can't rest until his daughter's reburied with the, the necklace that he buried her with. Like that was really important. Uh, and he find, this is where we figure out that, uh, Hector actually stole the, the necklace uh, when they uncovered the body. And, uh, Hector has this whole side story where like he gets like taken by the spirit and like roughed up and then like comes back like seemingly like drugged up or something like that. They, they never figure out what what's wrong with him. Uh, and, uh, Raymond tracks down Hector and finds out that he's given his uh, his daughter Noel the necklace, uh, which is a, a funny aside connection to uh, Raymond's favorite porn site, which was uh, what uh, Busty Latina Booties or something. Like that. Yes, but something Latina Booties. But I just uh, sh- I forgot what her her like name was, but she, her like title was Spicy Butthole. That <laughs> <laughs> was like. I, maybe that's appealing to someone, maybe. but that sounds terrible to me. <laughs> like, I, I expected it to be a whole Either thing way. where she's like, no, my father gave me this, but he's like, actually, I'm going to need that back. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, here you go. And they have this whole connection over like him being her, like, like most, uh, you know, like most watched uh, viewer or something like that on her site. <laughs> yeah. So gets the necklace back, reburies it, and are able to set the, the spirits to rest, uh, which of course leads... Uh, him and Becca to starting their very own uh, supernatural detec- detective agency, which honestly, I would watch a whole series of Raymond and Becca doing supernatural detective stuff. I would totally watch. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not going to lie. So I've seen episodes of Criminal Minds here and there, you know, like it, it was probably on at my mom's house or whatever at one point. But this made me want to watch Dollface mm-hmm. just to see them together again. This made me want to watch Criminal Minds to see him do more to be that guy again, to see if he has that same sort of character. Mm-hmm. Um, I have watched Two Broke Girls, and I couldn't stand it. I couldn't do it. Oh, I liked um, it. It's fun. It was very unfortunate. I, I like, was watching, and I was like, I can't. I can't do it. Because everything felt like very... Hey, yucky, yucky, yucky. You know, it, like it was just very like set up sitcom-y. It is extremely like over the top kind of parody of what these two girls' lives would be like, which I guess kind of makes it that much funnier to me. Yeah. I, you know what? It, uh, all of Two Broke Girls reminded me of uh, the episode of Scrubs, My Life in Four Cameras, <laughs> when at the end of the episode, JD, because uh, they're they're treating a guy who was like a famous sitcom writer mm-hmm. uh, that like him and Turk really like. And the whole second half of the episode is, is it pretending to be like a four camera sitcom? And, you know, like, it's like when the characters walk in and the audience cheers, you know, and someone would be like, yeah. oh, you, and yeah. everyone would be like, oh. oh, like, that's what Two Broke Girls feels like to me. Yes. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> but like, I it's think, too much. I think that was the the first time that I saw a show do the thing where there's like, a running bit that connects the episodes because in this one the whole idea is like they're trying to save up for a certain goal i can't remember what it was at this point but like every episode they like end with like the grand total of money that they've raised or spent uh so like what yeah. what they have towards their goal and i thought that was neat and like i've seen other sitcoms that they honestly probably weren't the first to do it but maybe they were uh but i've seen other shows do that since and i think it's a, it's a neat trick to to tie your episodes together and like kind of keep your, your theme cohesive. I, you know, uh, this reminds me. So I, Casey, Casey from the super pod hero cast is going to be really mad at me every time I bring this up. Oh no. But I haven't watched community. Uh, oh, I've, I've never watched it. I know it's Dan Harmon. I really like Dan Harmon stuff. He's funny. Um, and I know supposedly, you know, like, you know, Childish Gambino's in it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, you know, Alison Brie is in it. Like it's supposed to be very, very funny. But I just, I, I got like at one episode in and I was like, I, I, I'm out. Uh, but apparently there's a thing in that show where, uh, in one episode, somebody says the name Beetlejuice and then like five episodes later, somebody says Beetlejuice again. And then like a season later, somebody says Beetlejuice and the carrot Beetlejuice walks like in the background. It's not like, 
like you blink and you miss it type thing. Absolute flawless delivery on that. Cause yeah, they, they spread it out over the course of several seasons. And the last one, it's just like, it's at a Halloween party and someone just casually says it and you see someone dresses, Beetlejuice walk through the Halloween party. I have seen that. It is yeah. fucking cool. Like that, Th- like that is really cool. That's yeah. how you play the long game on a bit. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that sort of like, that planning, that long like planning, those are the sort mm-hmm. of things that like you drop those seeds and then like seasons later you you do that. I mean, that's good writing. I mean, that is it that is. is really good writing, you know, because like, you know, I think of other shows that they'll say something in one season and then have to like retcon it seasons later. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, you know, I I've mentioned it many times before, but the good place is one of my favorite shows. Uh, and in the one of the very first episodes, we meet one of the characters, and you know, he's like, Oh, yeah, I'm from Senegal, and she's like, Oh, well, like how are you speaking English, like perfectly English? She's like, oh, I'm actually speaking French, but everyone here, like it translates it. So you you speak whatever you want and you hear whatever you understand. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that's really great. But then like three seasons later, like two seasons later, they go down to earth and you see that character and he's just speaking perfect English the exact same way that he was the whole time. And so there's like this... You know, there's constant Reddit threads of people being like, mm, actually, mm. Um, if you notice in episode two, point blah, 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 <laughs> that he says, blah, so he's actually speaking French then, but here he's speaking, but it ends up being like this, this, you know, like underground community explanation to like retcon this one line, oh like God. a drop in the hat line. It's just it's it's too much, but that's that's the writing for you. <laughs> you know, you know what I just thought about though. Like anytime yeah. that there's a concept of a universal translator, whether it be like sci-fi, they actually have one, or whether it be like oh, it's magic, or in this case, like oh, everyone's dead, it doesn't matter. Uh, anytime you have the concept of a universal translator, everyone just communicates and they get along and they they all understand what each other's saying perfectly, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about fucking idioms which do not translate and right. like are hard enough if you speak the same language sometimes <laughs> well even then it wouldn't be like like i i think about this for uh for languages like japanese mm-hmm. which doesn't order their language in the same order as everybody else they don't do subject verb agreements they everything is grouped together so you know some saying something like oh how's the weather today caleb would be like Caleb, the weather, how is it? You know, Mm -hmm. it would just be in a completely different order. But in real time, if you're translating word for word, it would just be a jumble of random. I mean, you it, we've all done it before. You yep. translated a language and you're like, yep. what the fuck is it? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So, like, it would have to, like, the translator would have to understand contextually what it is you're saying, which is why I think, like, the Babelfish from, uh, from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the only one that I think really makes logistical sense because it absorbs unconscious waves and mm-hmm. uh, excretes conscious waves yeah so it's it's really like contextually translating and not literally translating yeah whereas like you know the rosetta stone would just be like word 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 but you know this is doing like well contextually this is what they're saying I, uh, in real time i have i, I i've realized re- recently that uh had i been more of one to uh how did the parents say it? apply myself uh, as a youth <laughs> Uh, I might have really enjoyed linguistics because I, I did really yeah. well when I studied French in school. Uh, and <clears throat> I have more recently been uh, using Duolingo for the better part of a year and I am like doing three languages simultaneously. Uh, don't ask me how or why. It's a dumb idea, but I did it anyway. Uh, and I, I'm enjoying it. And I'm seeing like the 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 things that, that work across the... Uh, and, you know, different languages and how they relate. <clears throat> but that also sometimes leads me down uh, YouTube rabbit holes where I watch, like, you know, how did we, like, how do we know what ancient Egyptian sounded like? Like, that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, and so, like, I saw a, a reference to the Rosetta Stone earlier because I knew that it was something that was involved in, like, helping to understand and translate a, like, you know, forgotten ancient language. I knew that much but didn't know what it was. Uh, but apparently it had basically, like, um, the, like, earliest uh, Egyptian script and like a kind of a middle one and then like perfect Greek uh, uh, on the, the the lower portion. And so that's how they were able to compare like, okay, this is a thing we know. This is something we know less about, but we can use the clues here. And then this is the thing we don't know at all. And they were able to put it all together and like, that's really neat. But again, that's really just basically a cipher. It is just like yeah. how to decrypt 
the language, uh, you then still have to figure out like how the the structure of it worked, and then figure out uh, from other clues how it sounded and everything. And so like. Uh, the whole idea of universal translators now, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of spiraling about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's in my, there's, uh, if I find his videos, I, uh, I follow a guy on TikTok who actually speaks ancient Egyptian, oh. um, like can, can read hieroglyphs and speak them like, like you would conversationally. Cool. Um, it's really freaking cool. He's really great. He does a couple of other languages, uh, a lot of like dead languages as well. Next time I find one of his videos, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. But it makes me think of that because um, I was like, oh, that's cool. He he actually knows. He's like, no, we actually know how how to do that. And here's how we know. And uh-huh. he talks about the history of is, is really, really cool. Love it. Yeah. Anyways, so this movie, uh, Suburban Gothic, you know, we've talked about it a little bit throughout this episode. <laughs> we ranted a lot this episode. But you know what? It, it happens. They, it happens you know, sometimes. They, they can't all be just uh, scene for scene synopses. Uh, I, we're and we're almost our, 400 episodes in, man. You're going to get episodes like this. I'll say, and, and in our experience, very rare, very few of them actually can be seen by scene synopses because we can't stay on task. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> we're rambling. <laughs> Uh, so this movie is streaming on Plex for free. Uh, if you want subtitles though, you got to sign up, but it's a free sign up. Um, so should you watch this movie? Yeah. I mean, honestly it's cheesy and it's kind of bad, but it's, it's worth it just for Matthew Gray Gubler and Kat Dennings alone, which is the whole reason why I wanted to watch it. I would agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's got its like moments where you're like what the fuck, uh, but then it's it's got its moments where it's like oh that's that was actually pretty clever and uh-huh. that was uh, pretty funny. So mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know if you if you do watch it and you you feel like you know expressing an opinion to us like uh, I'm curious like do you think do you agree with Michael that it's like it's way too cheesy and way too sloppy or do you agree with me that some of the cheesy sloppiness works really well. I would love to know, uh, you know, hit us up on your social media platform of choice. We're pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, if not, I don't know, leave a, leave a review, uh, on Apple podcast, uh, with your, with your stated opinion. We'd love it. And five stars. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there it is everyone. Hey, thanks a lot for listening. If you haven't hit subscribe or follow on your podcast player of choice, make sure to do so. We have brand new episodes every Thursday and Sunday, uh, Thursday, we kind of talk about what, what, what we're, you know, Hey, what are we watching? And then on Sundays is our brand new episodes where we uh try to review a movie that you've likely never heard of mm-hmm. um such as today suburban gothic. suburban gothic um so so there it is everyone thanks a lot for listening and as always make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest uh mexican farmhands and uh just you know, remind them like if they do find a grave don't don't take anything from it don't Although honestly, in there. in real life, I don't think that anyone really has to be reminded of that. I think I think most of y'all out there, you, you know, you, you know, just, you just instinctively know. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>